Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. I'm Paul Enos, CEO of the Nevada Trucking Association. Filling in for Sam Shad. Today, we are going to be talking to Tara Anderson, candidate for mayor of the biggest city in the state, Las Vegas. That's next on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Merry Christmas from everybody at the Winnemucca Big R. Merry Christmas from Big R Lovelock. Merry Christmas from the Fallon Big R. Merry Christmas from Big R Fernley. Merry Christmas from all of us at Big R Sparks. Merry Christmas and a whole lot more. Remember 2010 in Northern Nevada, 13 to 14% unemployment, thousands of homes in foreclosure, Nevada's casinos closing, families in the Reno Sparks area were hurting, many were losing everything. Then Story County launched a game changer for our region, a public-private industrial partnership, streamlined permitting slash bureaucracy, attracting Fortune 500 companies that made Nevada their home. Story County generated a river of cash to area communities. Economic studies by the state and others for the Gigafactory consistently show positive economic benefits for our region. Four billion in local wages, 17 billion in consumer spending and economic activity, over $100 million in taxes to Washoe, Story, Reno, Sparks, and Nevada, just for the Gigafactory alone. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time. $200,000 Cars and Cash giveaways at Carson Valley Inn. Cash and prize drawings Thursdays and Saturdays. Plus, win a 2023 Ford F-150 or we'll pay you cash instead. Don't miss your chance to play and win. Cars and Cash at the Carson Valley Inn. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. Welcome back to Nevada Newsmakers. We are here with Tara Anderson, who is a candidate for mayor of Las Vegas. Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Good to have you. So, okay, here's the question I always ask people when they decide to do something crazy like run for office. Why do you want to do that? Uh, a lot of reasons. One, I'm a second generation native of Las Vegas. This is my home. I'm proud to be from here. And how we evolve and grow matters to me. And somebody who comes from a career of almost 20 years in land development, I want to contribute my skills and my expertise to enriching the quality of life and being deliberate and thoughtful about how we grow and evolve. And so I think that's a worthy pursuit. So let's talk about that because Las Vegas, we know they've had some issues with some of the land use planning. Right now there's a lawsuit that's kind of like a sort of Damocles that seems to be hanging over the head of Las Vegas on the Badlands issue. Um, how would you have approached that differently? Uh, night and day. Um, the city really missed the mark on this issue. It's, they, they've undermined the fundamental ground rules of, of land use and even Nevada Revised Statute on, on 
private property rights. Um, I do, I'm very sensitive to, you know, any community that, that evolves and grows, um, with that comes change. And so, and just so our viewers know, this is about a golf course that, you know, was a great golf course for a long time. And we know golf courses are tough to manage and expensive. And mm -hmm. so they sold it to a developer who's going to put houses there. And the people who lived on the golf course would rather live next to a golf course than other houses, right? Correct. And, and so that issue and that sensitivity to those who live adjacent to the former golf course is not lost on me. But there's a more thoughtful way to ensure that there's a win-win a, a dynamic between the existing residents and the new residential development that comes in. And so there's a collaborative approach, but the city weaponizing itself to fight a residential concept on residentially zoned land is an overreach at best. And they're learning that in a very severe and, and, and tragic way for the city financially in court. And this is not even a, a wholly resolved matter. I mean, the $250 million, give or take, um, not including compounding interest that has been rendered in judgments against the city, that's only on a fraction of the land affected. So if this thing continues to prolong itself, the city is going to be at risk of bankruptcy. And so for me, um, I would, uh, this is an issue that requires immediate attention. Um, but having a background that understands navigating land use, I believe that the, the property owners do ultimately want to develop. Um, and I think there's still an opportunity to get unwind this issue, focus the city's gold on relevant, meaningful, harmonious development um, without continuing to bear the financial burden of the costs that are coming by way of these judgments. And to make matters worse, the 250, 300, 400, whatever millions of dollars that are ultimately going to be spent on this issue are displacing other critical issues, investment opportunities for the city. Um, we have got to get out of this. And I'm discouraged by the fact that our existing council for eight years hasn't been able to effectively um, get us out of this. So let's talk about what some of those other issues are mm -hmm. because you know, there's definitely other issues in the city. You and I were talking earlier about some of the parks and, you know, the the problems that that are going on there. Well, there's a lot of issues. One, we have we have community parks that are being serviced that are a quality of life, essential community service that I think should be uh, made available, especially in our downtown communities that don't have a lot of urban um, uh, outdoor um, space, readily available green space available to them. And they're closed, but they're being serviced and maintained. And so we do have, we have homeless challenges, we have security challenges, but we as a city have to first and foremost ensure that the amenities that support the quality of life for our citizens and the safety required for people to enjoy living there, that's, that's the fundamental skeleton of, of any city. And the city is, we're, we're disjointed. We're, there hasn't been a, a holistic plan and a really thoughtful conversation to, to tackle this. And No, it seems like we tend to govern by sound bites. I mean, for the last few years, when you talk about cops, you know, it's defund the police. You know, what, what are your thoughts on some of those issues? I'm always a fan of us in real time exploring ways for us to be better and do better and get the 
for, for all of us in this community to, to be the best versions of ourselves, and that goes for our institutions as well. The defund the police conversation to me is nothing more than a political grenade that wins political points, but it's not something actionable. It's like asking the most vulnerable populations to open your doors and windows and, and go to sleep tonight. And that's not realistic. But I do think that there's ways to foster thoughtful conversations to one, maintain the morale, the support, the community engagement with our police so that our community has confidence and trusted relationships with the police. But at, at our core, for any thriving civil society, you have to have safety. And our police force render a very invaluable service to us sustaining that. Um, but I do want to, to foster a more substantive collaboration where members of the community have, have the level of confidence that they should and the police feel valued and regarded for the work that they provide. Now that's something that you've gone out and kind of done on your own before mm -hmm. running for this. Correct. So I, in, in, the, in the height of the climate where defund the police and things were, were at the highest degree of tension between communities and the police, to me, the solution is always to get involved, be informed, find out what's really going on. And so I went through the process of becoming a formal uh, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department volunteer um, out of nothing more than wanting to just be a part of a solution and be participatory. Um, and, and, it's been, and I think it's a, an incredible program that the more we can bring awareness and attention and get folks engaged in that so that they feel connected to the area command in their community. They have a, a relationship, familiar faces, um, so that we can overcome some of the, the, the pain. And, and I think a lot of misunderstanding. We're, we're all people, and I believe that our, our police force, by and large, they pursued that line of career because they wanted to be of contribution and service. And I don't want that to be lost, um, you know, in in today's conversations, and so it's, an, it's a really important issue to me. All right, we are here with mayoral candidate of Las Vegas, Tara Anderson, and we're gonna be right back on Nevada Newsmakers. Tis the season for the Holiday Cash Express at Tamarack Casino. We're trimming the tree with weekly cash giveaways, including a $5,000 winner every Saturday, plus $70,000 in grand prize stocking stuffers, including two $15,000 Holiday Cash winners guaranteed. It's a good time to win at Tamarack Casino. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Pro Group Management specializes in providing industries with the necessary components to satisfy and exceed workers' comp requirements. Every business has unique needs and specific regulations. Pro Group Management stays ahead of the curve, providing up-to-date services to keep your industry in top form. Discover how we simplify your tasks, improve efficiency, and reduce expense to keep you moving in a positive direction. Pro Group Management. Workers' comp that works for you. Early in the morning or throughout the night, professional truck drivers are on the job, serving you, safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy. From the oldest industries to our newest innovators, from the exotic to the everyday, 
Trucks are everywhere, moving everything. Never afraid to embrace a future that makes Nevada and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. This is Nevada Newsmakers. Welcome back to Nevada Newsmakers. We are here with Tara Anderson, candidate for mayor of Las Vegas. So you've worked in planning. Um, you understand what it takes, you know, from both the public sector side and the private sector side to get projects done. What is Las Vegas doing well and where can they do better? Well, we, we are, are a global brand. Everyone on the planet has heard of Las Vegas. And we've done an exceptional job of, of delivering extraordinary experiences for people to come and visit. I think um, a couple areas where we have untapped potential is, one, I want us to be louder and more vocal about promoting what our community is for people who live here. That is a critical input, uh, input for people, business and industry that are looking for markets to expand to or enter. They want to know that their employees and their people are going to have a vibrant quality of life. So that's something I want us to draw more attention to and more visibility to of what it's like to really live here. Um, for me, the vision of the city long-term is for our brand prowess and awareness globally, we are, we have yet to truly fulfill our potential in economic diversification, in design, in uh, beautification. Um, I want us as a city, ultimately, my goal is that we will be the most predictable, accessible, transparent city where our community members and business community um, have confidence that we have we as elected leadership have reverence for the fact that we are merely the stewards of taxpayer and community resources and that we will be deliberate in how we deploy those resources that they are a value add to the people who live here and work here and visit here well let's let's talk about that for a minute because you know one thing that businesses like is predictability mm -hmm. and stability to kind of know what you're getting into. Um, I don't know that the city necessarily has a reputation for having a kind of easy process like that. Absolutely, and that's one of the reasons why I'm running. I've been in land development for 20 years in multiple markets around the country. Las Vegas, currently our peer, peers in the region are eating our breakfast. And a lot of that is due to the lack of predictability. If you are a business or a developer, you should be able to know from the outset, this is what it's gonna cost, this is how long it's gonna take me, these are the permits that are gonna be required, these are the inspections required, so that you can make business decisions and have confidence that when you, when you build something or start a business, that you are working with a jurisdiction that is there to support you and is there to help you achieve delivering, bringing a new product or service to the marketplace. And so I think the city has a lot of untapped potential, which 
Um, well, why is there that gap? I mean, you've seen it from both sides. Why do you think we have that gap between the private sector and the public sector? Well, the private sector doesn't always have the greatest vote of confidence when speaking about the public sector and, and vice, vice versa. Um, the thing that I appreciate about my background is having been in the private sector, but also the, the public sector side of economic development and land development, is oftentimes um, the government and industry are talking past one another. And I'll give you a great example. When I was working with the city of North Las Vegas, there was a paint company. Their state-of-the-art, uh, to no toxicity, no VOCs, the, the latest and greatest in, in paint and coating technologies. And they're trying to get their, through the permit process, get their business license, and the fire department is sticking to the letter of the existing ordinances. Well, you now have, the world is evolving and changing, and city process has to be collaborative in, if the goal is to keep the operation safe and you know, fire prevention measures. Okay, let's make sure that the letter of our rules of engagement are current with what's happening in the world, especially at the rate of innovation and change and what have you. And so I want to bring that, love, that approach to not just this is how we've always done stuff, that kind of mindset, but more is our approach as a city, is it still relevant? Is it still current? Is it helping us achieve the desired results in attracting the kind of business, industry, new housing projects, et cetera? Or are there opportunities for us to, to be more current and nimble um, as the world evolves? Right, we are talking we are talking to Tara Anderson, candidate for mayor of Las Vegas, and we'll be right back on Nevada Newsmakers. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much-needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their home. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. Welcome back to Nevada Newsmakers. We are here with Tara Anderson, mayor, mayoral candidate for uh, Las Vegas. Um, Tara, couple issues that you know have a lot to do with development, not just in Southern Nevada, but all over the state. And you know, fairly controversial, water and land, which we seem to have a, a dearth of, and you know, goes back to some of the Mark Twain, you know, in the West, 
you know, water isn't for drinking, whiskey's for drinking, water's for fighting over. And it seems like there's a lot of those fights going on right now. There are, and it's a it's a critical input. I mean, without without water, we haven't we're no longer habitable. So it's an absolutely essential issue. Again, one of the reasons why I'm running development, resource management, infrastructure. This is a, an essential input. Um, I would like to be a part of that conversation with the Colorado River Commission, and um, that agreement invites opportunities to bring all of the parties, all the member states back to the table to have a substantive discussion about recapture um, so that we're, we're maximizing our opportunities to, to maintain our necessary water. But it's a, it's a crucial issue. Now, it's a crucial <coughs> issue for development, but I mean, there's also impacts, you know, you can only conserve so, so much. much. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of debate right now about some of the ex excessive use charges and what's happening in neighborhoods. How do you see where we're at today with the limit of water for, uh, for the current residents of Las Vegas? So one, for the people who are here, they have will-serve agreements with the water providers. They, we, they, should, they should continue to be able to enjoy their quality of life here. To me, the biggest untapped opportunity is the fact that California has had recapture infrastructure on its books for several decades. That has, and, if, and if brought to the market, built and delivered, you now are recapturing water that is otherwise making its way into the ocean. That you cannot, cons we cannot conserve our way into sustainable longevity here in Southern Nevada without this and without pursuing California assertively um, and collaboratively to build this infrastructure, we're, it's a, it's a short-term game that is not sustainable. And so um, I think the excess use charges are, are punitive and that's a whole another interview conversation because it's complex and, and lengthy, but, um, but we have to be more strategic in our thinking and more holistic in how we solve this problem. And that, that includes um, pursuing that compact. Making sure that our partners are doing what they mm -hmm. say that we're gonna do. Correct. So let's talk about land because that's another issue. It seems like every time we wanna grow in this state, we need an act of Congress that gives us a little more, a little more um, land for us to, to be able to develop. Um, do you think that we're at a point where maybe we're too big or we're not gonna be able to sustain the high level of growth that we've experienced for our whole lifetime here in the Silver State? Well, we have to be thoughtful and deliberate. We can't have growth outpace our available natural resources. I mean, that's just logical, right? Um, so it's a combination of things. One, you know, in the city of Las Vegas in particular, we still have a tremendous amount of opportunity in infill development. So suburban sprawl isn't the only game in town, but we as a city have to approach right-sizing infrastructure. I mean, I think there's water lines in, in downtown Las Vegas that are built out of old wooden boxes. I mean, that's how old they are. So, um, so there's some archaic infrastructure that the city can be participatory in making it um, more attractive, more timely, more navigable for the development community to come in and pursue infill opportunities. Um, to alleviate some of the burden that's that's created by you know, the, lack you, of land. You bring up an interesting point on that. You know, you and I were talking earlier about, you know, there's not a big focus on kind of the bones, you know, and building the the essential infrastructure, and maybe a focus on some other things. 
that's to me that's where it all starts is if you create as a city create the foundation that's what catalyzes the market developers builders businesses who have great ideas who want to be in las vegas but infrastructure is cost prohibitive the other thing is that also creates tremendous opportunity to better coordinate some of our construction pro projects throughout the city so we alleviate the traffic burden. Right now the city is littered with cones, great signs of progress, but also a tremendous nuisance to a lot of people who are trying to live their lives, get to and from work, pick up their kids from school, do other things. Well, I know that and was so, an issue during the F1 race a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, right. So finding that balance, and this to me is where government can be more participatory, is, is um, infrastructure is a shared service. And so the city can be much more assertive in pursuing um, right-sizing infrastructure so that it's conducive for the kind of growth that we want to see, um, but it's more efficient and, and more value add for the community. So right now, City of Las Vegas, and it, this is gonna be my last question, it seems like there's some chaos, you know, on the council and, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's the, like it's coalesced to, you know, meet a common goal. Do you see that? And what do you think you could bring that could maybe make it a little more, bring a little more calmness into it? Um, I think, I mean, that's a, pro that's a challenge facing the entire national landscape of politics. I mean, constituents and people in the community aren't exactly thrilled with the conduct of a lot of our electeds around the country, and they feel like we're not focused on doing the people's work, but it's more power grabbing and grenade throwing and, and what I like to call the middle school food fight of modern day politics. Part of why I'm running is I'm not a long-term politician who's been carrying the water of of the partisan political food fight that that leaves the public lost in the middle and and underrepresented in actually getting effective policy implemented. Um, I'm not interested in politics. I want to see good governance, and I intend to be a, a reasonable, merit-based, thoughtful voice on city council where my colleagues will have a, a voice and an opportunity for collaboration, but I want to be the kind of leader, an elected leader that people can be proud of in a time where people aren't exactly inspired by politics. All right, <clears throat> and that is where we have to leave it. Tara, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll see you again here. We'll be right back on Nevada Newsmakers. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real. It's growing and it needs your help. Go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. Brian Culpa Photography was born in the rolling hills of Massachusetts, and now he can help you experience the stunning beauty of Nevada in a whole new way through the power of flight. Flying has always been a passion for Brian, and at Brian Culpa Photography, he can make your imagination soar. Brian has the creative mind and tools to tell your unique story. Experience the bird's eye view at brianculpaphotography.com. 7 at 7 is a newscast built for your smartphone. It's a 7-minute newscast available every weekday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. at LVRJ.com. 
We don't waste your time and we give you the day's top stories. We at the RJ have noticed some similarities between us and a certain BTS character, RJ. Plus the latest in Las Vegas business, weather, health and entertainment news. <laughs> 7 at 7 streaming now on your smartphone. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. If you missed any of our shows, you can go to NevadaNewsmakers.com. Thanks for watching and listening.